There is a lot of space available. A lot of larger churches or synagogues that were built a number of decades ago. And just as everything is changing in our world today, congregations are changing. What congregations need shifts. And so this helps them answer one of their critical questions, too. This is Make Every Media with Michael Furstenfeld, episode two of the Preservation Station series. Last time we took a first glance at the venue crisis in Austin, Texas. This time we wanted to spread the word about a potential upcoming solution. Is it spaces or places? Places. Great. It's called Art in Sacred Places. And the rest of this episode is a combination of audio of the director. It is not just about church stuff. Karen DeLassi from the Austin launch party, which I attended back in May. It's not going to stay weird if you're not here. And a conversation that producer Michelle Dahlenberg and her friend Bree Smith had in early August at Quack's 43rd Street Bakery with the local project consultant, Lynn Osgood. I'm Lynn Osgood. I'm Karen DeLassi. I'm the director of Arts and Sacred Places for Partners for Sacred Places. An organization in Philadelphia called Partners for Sacred Places. Art in Sacred Places is a program from the national organization Partners for Sacred Places, starting here in partnership with the city of Austin and the Austin Creative Alliance. They started this uh, about a decade ago where they noticed in Philadelphia that there were congregations that had extra space and artists who needed space. And usually uh, my first hurdle whenever I'm introducing myself, particularly to a room of artists, is that um, it is not just about church stuff. Uh, and it is not just about sacred art, although that's fine too, if that's your jam. Over the years, they developed this program, and then they looked at three cities and decided, um, oh, could we could we expand? And so they looked at Baltimore, Detroit, and Austin. And, of course, Austin desperately needs space for the artists. I've been coming to Austin probably every year for a few times a year since 2012. Um, and I know you guys are experiencing in, you know incremental changes day to day, week to week, month to month. I experience it in like three to six month chunks and it's like getting hit in the face with a brick wall when I come down and experience the changes. So um, believe me when I say I understand what you're going through as artists and what your needs are. I think I've really come to really love this city and appreciate its artists and um, all the hard work you're doing to keep Austin weird because it's not going to stay weird if you're not here. Last January or so, we started uh, trying to land the program here, and we got support from the Cultural Arts Division, and we have support from the Doris Duke Foundation. So what our goal is, is to create capacity within the congregational community to house artists. Essentially, I'm putting artists and arts organizations who are in need of space, and I'm matching them with sacred places that have space to share and are willing to share it with artists. So that second part is very important. And obviously, I, I take no one kicking and screaming into what I do. So you either like what I do and love what I do and want to be a part of it, or you're not interested. Now, some big churches or, or synagogues, they have someone who's on staff whose job it is to rent out space. Most congregations, though, do not. And it's, it's a really big jump to try and figure out leases, to try and figure out who would rent the space, to try and figure out how much to rent it for. So this program kind of comes right in there and tries to help them develop capacity to do that. A lot of the work that I do is based on mission and vision alignment. Like as an artist, hopefully, you know, you could rattle off your mission statement, you have your elevator speech, and if you don't have it, you should. What we try to do is we try to drill down as well with the sacred places to have them realize what their mission and vision is, and not necessarily in that spiritual way, but how they reflect that on 
this earthly plane. The Journeyers, uh, the faith community I serve with, the nickname for our building is Base Camp, uh, and we would love for you to be safe in that space so you can do creative things and follow your mission. Over the spring, I've been talking with many congregations of, of different faiths throughout the city and lining them up, and they're ready to go. It's an honor for us to be here, and we're looking forward to seeing what happens. Now over the summer, I'm talking with lots of different artists and figuring out who would this program work for. In the fall, one day in September and one in October, we'll have a two-day training. And that training is for both congregations and artists together to walk through the process, you know, first just the nitty-gritty, you know, what about AC, what about maintenance, what about keys, what about Wi-Fi, all the logistics. But then we'll also have time during those one of those two-day trainings to talk about that very uh, precious issue of content. From Philadelphia, we've been we've been doing this work since 2011, and um, we have partnered. It's it's a wide range. The congregations that we're working with are not looking to get in the way of, of any artistic um, practices or anything like that. But it's still good to have a converse, an open conversation, and that's what we want to do. We want to hold that conversation. We have the um, homoerotic naked dance group in the Black Baptist Church. You can see me um, with a drink in hand, and I'll tell you about that story. Uh, and they are still together, like happily happily wedded to one another and dedicated to one another. And then on the opposite extreme, we have girl choir, um, not necessarily gospel, but teaching girls um, how to sing Beyonce and other things, but teaching them singing and teaching them confidence for low-income neighborhoods. And it was free. Um, and they were based out of a charter school that decided to close its doors over the, holiday, over, like, the winter holiday break. And then so it meant when the girls came back, there was nowhere for them to rehearse. So there was this thing that they had grown to love and were getting confidence from and learning how to sing, and it was, it was going to be gone. And the artistic director reached out to me, um, and I reached out to a church that was close to where she was. Um, and they were like, well, we have to take it to a committee. And I was like, Could we please not committee this. This really needs a Band-Aid. I said, just try it. Just try it till like May, till May, till the end of the school year. And if you hate it, then you don't have to invite them back. But if you love it, then you have something you can like hold on to. also still happily wedded to one another uh, and that program has actually extended now into Baltimore as well so I'm actually because this program is happening in Baltimore too so I'm actually helping that same group um, find a space in Baltimore. The program is really just to make sure that a healthy relationship develops. It doesn't have to be, um, it's not just for the congregations, it's not just for the artists. We just want healthy relationships. So we'll help develop lease agreements, we'll help people figure out the rates, and then the relationships will just go. And once they've, the congregations have one really good relationship under their belt, then they can bring on lots of different artists. And if we hear of other artists, we'll point them in different directions depending on what their space needs are. If art, other artists come to them individually, that's great. They're, you know, our job is just to create capacity. How many churches do you have involved in the program right now? We have a little over a dozen. And we've got some more coming on too, which is lovely. And, and it's really amazing, like there, are, there is a lot of space available, a lot of larger churches or synagogues that were built a number of decades ago, 
And just as everything is changing in our world today, congregations are changing. What congregations need shifts, and so many don't need or don't use the, their buildings to the full capacity anymore. They're doing a lot more uh, ministry work out in the communities, and so it's not so internal; it's more external. But then they have to, but they still have the buildings and they still have the space. So this helps them answer one of their critical questions too. Is this primarily sanctuary space, or could you say, like, I need a room to do this, like, immersive thing that stays up for a month? Are there churches that are open to that kind of stuff, or does that feel a little... Yeah, no, 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 it's a great question. For most of the congregations that we're working with, they'd be happy to rent out their sanctuary space, recognizing that it's great for performances. That's what it's set up for. Uh, the uh, But they also have a lot, sometimes they have a lot of classroom space, sometimes they have office spaces. Typically, it's a little harder to get a space that is not used for anything else. You, it may be like the teen room, where the teens gather, you know, Saturday or Sunday afternoon, and it's used once a week. And then the rest of the time, it's just an empty room. So congregations would love to rent that out. And and they're also, you know, these are folks that are out in the community working hard every day. They they get, um, you know, like let's how do we figure this out? Let's figure this out together. Like if you have some paintings, do we put them in a corner? Or you know, like or if you've got a practice schedule and you need to figure that out, or you just need it for a month. Uh, we can work with you. So uh, they're great. They're wonderful people. And um, and I think really open to just exploring, okay, how do we make it work? I want to introduce very quickly the Reverend Dr. Rick Diamond. I'm just going to give you the mic, so to speak. Okay. <laughs> do you want to come there? Can you see me from here? Sure. Yeah. Is this okay? Um, I'm uh, one of the leaders of something called Journey Imperfect Faith Community, like not perfect. Um, and that's part of our sense of mission which is that we're just figuring it out and we have we we can't tell you what to do because we don't know what to do <laughs> we have some stuff that's meaningful for us love inclusion compassion justice courage art so when we found out about this program we all got like oh could we do that would can i keep asking i mean i've only asked nine times are you sure we can do this this is so great <laughs> And when Lynn came and looked, um, and then the team came and looked after that, I had to warn them, it's not great. I mean, it's just concrete and, you know, indoor-outdoor carpet. And she was like, oh, this is, oh, this is so good. <laughs> this is great for us. So if, if I'm an artist who wants to get involved in this, what do I need to do? You need to contact me at losgood at sacredplaces.org. And then we would set up a meeting and we would talk and talk about the program, see if it's a right fit. Then uh, you fill out a form which basically says like these are my need, these are my space needs, this is what I'm currently paying for rent, this is what my budget is, and then attend the two-day training. There's one day in September and one day in October. And yeah, so so the it, the full thing is two days, but we split it up so that people can meet with their schedules and all of that. It's usually at those trainings that the matches get made because you're just talking with people and you're like, oh yeah, I really sync with them. That's great. And then from there, after the training, then we start working with you on the lease agreements. When the artist starts talking about their mission and when the congregants start thinking about what it is they do, that's where they really connect. So that you don't, it's not seen as a transactional, this surface level 
relationship. It's really this mission extension. The churches and synagogues that we've been, that we've been working with really view the arts as part of their own ministries. It may be how they want to reach out to the community. They may see it as the arts as absolutely fundamental to who they are, both in their own expression. There are many that really, you know, that view it as integral to, to their own identity. Uh, and they just, they, they recognize the power of the arts. They recognize the, the I think also the, the closeness of, you know, that what artists are working with and, and for is very similar to what they are working with and for in their faith. What can happen here is safe space, sacred space and safe space. Um, and for us, and maybe for you too, I have to have safe space where I can collaborate in order to get dangerous in a prophetic way to make the world different. To, to create beauty. The language may be different, the way the, the rituals may be different, but that they're actually very close kin. Yeah. And, and they're eager for those relationships to form and to form well. And, and, and really that's one of the things I'm most excited about for the program is those hallway conversations where the artists and the, the ministers and the people from the congregation can, congregation can just have a conversation about what's going on and, and realize that those similarities are actually right there. Again, the words may be different, but uh, the desires are very similar. And the experiences are very similar too. We would love for you to be safe in that space so you can do creative things and follow your mission and be dangerous for all the right reasons in the world. That's how this resonates for me. So it's an honor for us to be here and um, we're looking forward to seeing what happens. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah, yeah you're welcome. Wonderful. You're welcome. So, um, <laughs> uh, sorry. Uh, yes, I have a theater background. Okay. What do you think, Bree? I think it sounds good. It sounds real good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think this sounds really cool. I mean, I'm thinking as someone who has occasional needs for space, not like a long-term thing. It's like, oh, like Brie and I want to work on a project or, you know, we, I have my improv troupe or something. We want to rehearse, you know, once a month or, you know, every week or something somewhere. Mm -hmm. That would be cool, but I don't need like, you know, four days a week around year round or something like that. Right. Yeah. And that's like, and that's a desperate need within the artistic community here in Austin and something that churches could accommodate. And, you know, they have to ramp up too. They have to figure out like, what's our administrative system? How do we like, once we get that good relationship, then we have to figure out, okay, how do we replicate it? And what will it take to, you know, do like five different artist groups that are going to have all these different schedules? Uh, most of them feel very passionately. They want it to happen. Uh, so we'll just help them grow into it. One of the things to me that I think is really appealing is that for me artistically, and I know Michelle and I have talked about this, just wanting to be creating things that sort of happen within the context of community. And so often when you're looking for spaces, there's a sort of sterile, you know, I'm going to pay you money, you are going to open the door. And this, the idea that you've got people that are, who exist around the idea of community already and are interested in growing that outward uh, is just really interesting to me in a way that, like I said, just, just kind of calling up and renting a room isn't as interesting. I'm not just looking for a room, you know? I'm looking for ways to connect to community, and I feel like that's that to me is a really interesting thing about the program. I think that's really beautifully said because, yeah, the folks that, that are running the congregations, like it, just as you said, they care 
deeply, deeply about community in all of its shapes and sizes and complexities. And that's what they're in it for. And, and, you know, and, and so in that, they recognize the power of art within that larger equation. And so they were, that's why they're thrilled to be able to, to bring people in who, who also get it in the same way and yeah. want to be there in the middle of it. So I think there they, they are kindred spirits, just maybe in unexpected places. Yeah, right. <laughs> this is the most hopeful conversation I've had about <laughs> space in Austin, and Bree's clapping, um, in a really long time. So thank you for bringing us some hope. <laughs> Have you gotten that reaction from other artists? Yes, yeah, and, and, and it's a joy to do. Um, in, in, my, in my own path, I work in arts and arts policy, and I have a deep faith life, and something that can bring those two together is deeply hopeful and joyful. And there are just some beautiful, wonderful people out there who see its potential, and anything we can do to help that come into the world is just a gift. That's Lynn Osgood talking with Michelle Dahlenberg and Bree Smith. So if this is something that you think that you'd be interested in, what the next steps are, I've got business cards, come and contact me. L. Osgood, it's L-O-S-G-O-O-D, at sacredplaces.org. All right, guys, you heard it here first. <laughs> this is the year that I write a hundred and fifty songs. This is the year that I make an effort to write my wrongs. This is the year that I put pen to paper and flush my brain. This is the year that I write 150 songs. Special thanks to Michelle Dahlenberg, Bree Smith, Lynn Osgood, Karen DeLassi, the Reverend Dr. Rick Diamond, Southpaw Jones for this little ditty, pay all my bills. and the Forgotten Discovery for all the rest of the music in this episode. The Preservation Station is a sponsored project of the Austin Creative Alliance and the City of Austin Cultural Arts Division. For more information, subscribe or visit makeeverymedia.com. This is the year that I write a hundred and fifty songs. This is the year that I grab a hold of some dignity. This is the year that I filter all the best parts of me. This is the year that I send some flowers and treat my friends. This is the year that I write a 